Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Open Mic with the MVP, Marco. I am, of course, your host, the MVP, Marco. Who else would it be? Um, Sheena hasn't gotten rid of me yet, so I'm still here, still doing the show um, for the time being. No, I'm joking. I, I think I, sh- I think I should be be cool, but uh, we're well deep into this uh, series. I have a lot of a lot of interviews um, actually on YouTube right now. If you go to the MVP, Marco, I actually started uploading a lot of the video um, versions of the uh, interviews that I do. So you have the audio version on obviously Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that stuff. But now you can see um, I'm starting to upload all the videos. So but definitely check out those videos if you haven't yet. So MVP Marco um, on YouTube, definitely check those out. Um, other than that, uh, no sponsors on the show, obviously, but the only sponsor I really do appreciate is the pod foundation, uh, content creators, all that type of stuff. It's um, the chick Foley show. It is the Extra Cooler Show. It is a Turnbuckle Tavern, um, Coming Down the Aisle with J-Bone. All those shows together create the Pod Foundation. And it's just literally, we run the gamut of all the, uh, everything professional wrestling pretty much. And a little bit more, obviously. I'm not really pro, uh, professional wrestling oriented with this show. Uh, but there are there is content out there. Um, one of the other shows that um, I definitely want you to check out is Broken VCR. Uh, that's on the Turnbuckle Tavern feed. They they uh, cover a lot of the like obscure films and things like that. So they review like an old film, um, and then they'll go on and you know talk as like kind of like a panel. Um, I really enjoy that show. If you're not looking for the obviously professional wrestling content that we provide, so you have my show, you have that show, um, and there's a host of other shows. Definitely check those out. Um, but now let's get in, let's get to my next guest. So this uh, person I've been trying to uh get on the show for a while uh just scrolling through tiktok came upon a video of this woman uh giving you know some uh you know the top i think it was like the top three short films um incorporated with uh nightmare on elm street so became very intrigued obviously uh went down a rabbit hole <laughs> of, of uh short films and uh interviews and uh the documentary um it, it's it, We'll get into that definitely. Um, this, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like, kind of like fanboying out a little bit because I've been following uh, for the past few months, and I, like I said, it's kind of like an overload of information. I'm actually getting to talk to this person and actually pick their brains on, you know, every not not literally pick their brains because obviously this is horror oriented, oriented, but nonetheless, let's bring her on. <laughs> DeAndre, oh. how are you? <laughs> That was such a wonderful intro. I'm awesome. How are you doing? I, I'm fine, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, it's uh it's been a it's been a long time. I think you you're the one you're the one of the most sought after interviews for me anyway, just because of the you know obviously the nostalgia fact with Nightmare on Elm Street, and then finding out there was an actual like community of fans, and I think that's what intrigued me the most was was Fredheads. Like I've heard of you know like. Um, I remember back, like way in the like early two thousands, you had the uh, Bronies, um, the guys yeah. that were like you know um, fans of My Little Pony. They had a whole documentary on and stuff like that. And it was very like it was very interesting because I didn't know there was that type of you know collective fandom for that out there. But now with this, I didn't. I had no clue because like, you see, like you know, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, all these other horror franchises, they're pretty you know prevalent nowadays. But you don't really hear too much about nightmare on elm street and that's kind of like a that makes me sad because that was like you know obviously a lot of us was our first you know foray into horror um in the 80s and stuff like that and 
like before we get into it, like what is what are your thoughts on that? Like, we, we, why do you think that like the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise isn't as you know prevalent as like say like Halloween and you know Friday the Thirteenth and all those other ones out there? I had a small conversation with a friend who's really big into nostalgia and he likes a lot of different horror franchises. <laughs> and he was telling me how much he loved Nightmare, but that it's falling away because there's just not been any new installments. There hasn't been mm. a new game. There hasn't been a new movie since 2010. We get new merch, but in very small increments. And it's usually Jack Earl Haley because Robert owns his own likeness rights and New yeah. Line slash Warner Brothers doesn't. So it's very hard to license his likeness for mm. certain things. And so, it, and people don't want to buy that as much they want Robert even though I actually have come around to Jackie over the years people still want Robert but I think yeah. it's just the fact that because we haven't had Nightmare because Friday's had the games they've had mm -hmm. um you know the talks of the new prequel and then of course there's Halloween I mean it's just been doing all kinds of things yeah Freddy's yeah. been a dead by daylight but nothing of the sort there's been a couple small podcasts like around freddy's nightmares but i know there's like the friday the 13th network or people mm -hmm. who do focus on scream like scream with ryan c showers um i had a podcast a while ago called elm street radio that was about the nightmare franchise um i can't remember why oh it was because we did fredheads and so we were just like okay. we're too busy we can't keep up with this podcast so we've been thinking about bringing it back because everybody else is still going but like that little bit of nightmare just that little community that almost that we just like talk to each other we don't talk as much about it to other people which yeah. is why i try so hard to keep it alive because i know that people are forgetting about it people aren't talking about it this that yeah. and the other things so yeah, it, 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 as it, as I was going along, like you know, watching you know all the different you know like the the Fred Heads documentary, and then like you know watching the short films and all the the you know, the fan made films and stuff like that. Obviously, uh, the the one you were uh, you know starting, like the story is like it's it, it's it's such a I don't I, I don't want to use the words amazing, but it is an amazing story. Like just like the the background characters. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's it's kind of weird saying amazing to like <laughs> our franchise, but like, just the story itself, like, you know, just watching like the 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 short films um, in the series uh, Kruger and seeing like you know see the background of, of Freddy Krueger and you know how all that like came about, like that stuff that that's fascinating to me. And like, you you would think like they would like put something out like on the big not a big screen, but like maybe on like a TV series like Netflix or something like that. Like, has there been any like any talks of like any, you know, pushes for that? Like, obviously you're, you're heavy in the community, but like, was that, is that like a thought, like just going straight to like a, a streaming service, like a shutter, even maybe like, maybe they could pick something up like that. Like, has that ever been like, uh, like discussed? There's been a lot of people over the years. Mike Flanagan said he wanted to do it. Elijah Wood did a pitch. Uh, Blumhouse, of course, has tried to go after it. And people still want to. There have been some problems because people don't know who to send the script to. Uh -huh. But the Craven estate owns the domestic rights to A Nightmare on Elm Street. So they are technically in charge of receiving the scripts. The only problem that I've heard through the grapevine is that the people running the Craven estate, which would be Wes Craven's family, wants a lot of money 
whomever is the pinpoint person, I believe I know who it is, but I don't want to point any fingers, um, is just asking for like a ridiculous amount of money. And everybody's like, why are you asking for that much for these rights? That's going to be really hard to get a studio to put that much forward and then invest in making the movie. Yeah. So that is the thing that's honestly holding it back is that the price of the Elm Street rights are just ridiculously high. And studios are just trying to figure out what they could do budget-wise and how much they're willing to drop for it. That is the only reason that it's holding on. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that there could be some kind of leeway, like, all right, I'll accept this. And then we'll get a new nightmare because everybody wants mm. it. People want to play Freddy. People are always talking about how they want to play Freddy or do a nightmare movie. But that is the only thing is that the Craven estate holds the rights. Mm. And they're just asking for so much money that there hasn't been any way to go forward. Yeah. Uh, that, and that that's kind of like with a lot of like, you know, licensing a, a lot of like, uh, like we talked a little bit before the show, like I was telling you about um, uh, the queen G and, you know, the Ninja turtle stuff and, you know, the, awesome. obviously the, the creators are, you know, they're still around, um, but they license out like the likenesses, to like different, you know, entities and different companies and they can do like pretty much whatever they want with each one. So I, I mean, I wonder why they wouldn't do something like that. Just like just license out the franchise and just yeah. everyone give their own, like kind of like make it like a, a, a multiverse. If you want to say like, kind of like how Marvel or DC does where you have like different versions of Freddy. It doesn't have to be the same, you know, exact one. Like someone might have a, a different idea, not the remake that they did. That's not, <laughs> we're not going to go that down that route, but like, you know, just like maybe something di like something different, a new twist on it, like a, a modern version of it. Like, Kind of like how yeah. they did with Scream. Um, they, they, you know, they brought Scream back, but it, it kept that same, you know, it kept uh, Wes Craven's kind of his, his formula to it. It didn't change it too much, but it, it was it was new enough where, you know, younger people can, you know, catch on to and things like that. So you, you got to wonder why they wouldn't uh, consider, you know, licensing that out because it's definitely worth money. Like like you said, it's, yeah. if, there, if, it's, if, it, if it costs a lot to do this um, or actually to get it done, it's, that means that's, that there's money in it somehow. So, yeah, yeah I feel like if the person in charge cared more about having the story told and had mm. cared more about like getting it into the hands of fans rather than how much money they can get from it, we would absolutely have something in a heartbeat. But yeah. they, I think they care more about how much money they're going to get out of it. Than, yeah, that's, than that, that is that, unfortunately. <laughs> that that is. Very but it'll be true. so good. Oh I yeah, so of course. Many ideas. Like, do you think, like, do you think because, you know, he's not, Freddy's not like a straight up, like, slasher um, figure. He's more like a cerebral type of, like, you know, uh, a, a character. Like, do you think that's one of the reasons why it's not like, it, not that it's going to be hard, it, it would be hard to do or hard to write for it. But, like, it, it's not straight up, like, you know, Halloween, it's Michael Myers, he just goes around and killing everyone. Obviously, there's some story to it, but, like, Freddy <laughs> plays with dreams and there's, like, there's a lot more like I said, cerebral type of play with it. Like you, you gotta, you gotta think of that aspect of it. You're not only mm -hmm. writing a story, you know, like a slasher story or a horror story. Now you're writing, you got to do the dream sequences and you got to be yeah. as, you know, creative in that area as you would in a regular story. And you got to make it so like the viewers not like knowing if they're watching, you know, the person dream or the person, you know, uh, awake. Like you think that's like, do you think that's like something that's been, maybe kind of lost in that aspect of it? I don't know. Cause what I've heard, I think um, the, one of the biggest, 
I, I think the money is definitely, it's the definite like reason. Um, Cerebral could be a part of it because there are so many avenues that you could take Nightmare. Obviously, you don't want to remake a movie. There have been talks that there are scripts going around where, for example, they're taking on a version of Nightmare 2 or Nightmare okay. 3. So they're not looking to redo it, but then they kind of want to add in some sort of twist with it. I honestly think in today's day and age with how smart horror has gotten to the point yeah. where like some of the A24 movies I've watched, I've been like, I get that this is symbolic, but it's just like way out there for me. Yeah. I yeah. I just I'm sitting there like I kind of want this movie to be over. So I don't think they do that with Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it would be perfect because you could have that mixture of fun and terror with the smart like storytelling because there is so much there with the dreams and the ideas of the underbelly of suburbia and the yeah of the parents i really honestly want in a nightmare on elm street prequel so bad yeah that is like a mixture of you know mind hunter and mm. true detective like true detective season three where it's like you know kids are just it's, it focuses on the police force you don't see much of freddie like maybe you'll get some of him but it really is like that set in the 70s um like time period piece that is you know solving these crimes but it also has a lot of the horror so you have the true crime which appeals to broader audiences and then you have the horror which appeals to the horror people you put that together you can make a really good story that i think people will just get sucked into immediately and mm -hmm. i would love to call it springwood <laughs> i saw that they were planning on doing the the friday the 13th prequel and calling it Camp Crystal Lake, and I was like, I knew the title yeah. of the book was perfect. I knew it. <laughs> oh my god, jeez, that's so good. Oh my god, yeah, it's it, like, like I said, like like you just mentioned, like just you know, just a multiverse. Like you could do like like you said, that's that's perfect. Like a, like it could be like a crime drama focused on that. Doesn't have, like you said, doesn't have to feature Freddy. You know the story, but now you're following, like you said, the detectives and the police force. Yeah. That's you know you know trying to solve these crimes as they're happening and stuff like that and maybe coming across like you said maybe coming across uh, you know freddie at some point in the in the yeah. series and you know and you, you, you'll get the nod obviously as a, as a viewer you'll know who it is essentially but yeah i think that'd be a great idea like i had a few like like thoughts of like who could like kind of like do their own version Ooh. um like a rob zombie he might be good at it, Ooh, I think, with especially like how like how crazy House of a Thousand Corpses was, and obviously he said that wasn't his favorite movie out of you know that was his first film, but like just how like the imagery in that, I think he would do like an amazing job with like you know the cerebral side of uh, of Freddy Krueger. Um, oh yeah, the, and uh, he cast like one of his reoccurring actors, who's yes. my number one choice to play Freddy, like an older Freddy, is Richard Brake. Oh yeah, so that's like right, yeah. Right. I feel like he would be a fantastic Freddy. And of course, if Rob Zombie does it, like I went up to Richard Brake and was like, I think you should play Freddy. And he's like, I've heard that. <laughs> and then I have people that I know from online who work for like major bands or like film companies. And they're like, yeah, I've been hearing rumblings about, you know, maybe there being a nightmare and Richard Brake coming up as Freddy. And I'm like, please, mm. please, please, please. That would just be fantastic. But like yeah. a younger Freddy could be like Jamie Campbell Bauer or something like. Yeah. He'd be, uh, he'd oh, actually, yeah. So many good Richard would be awesome. Cause yeah, the, the, uh, I actually just watched um, 31 
It's a yeah. zombie movie. Yes, like he was scary in that. <laughs> he's like he's just creepy. I mean, everyone was creepy, and that's like that, and that's that's why Rob Zombie always pops in my head, even with that uh, movie, uh, the Lords of Salem. Like the imagery yeah. of that, if you've seen that, like that mm -hmm. that brings kind of like that, like you know, the dream sequences that he did. They're kind of out there if you were really following the movie, but something like that there. Um, uh, Terrifier, the creators of uh, Terrifier and All Hallows Eve. Like mm -hmm. he, the, the you know, the uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting the Damien? clown's name. Uh, oh, Art, Art the clown. The yes, actor. like he, yeah. he shows up in dreams. Uh, he did. Yeah. He's kind of like kind of like that Freddy type of character. Obviously, a lot more gory um, on that side. But yeah, <laughs> the, the creators of that um, in the VHS series that that that's what rounded out. So the all the all the creators on the if you ever watched the VHS uh, mm -hmm. movies, it's all different directors and they're all short films, but. Man, I think they would like really, you know, if they I did just like cool. shorts, like maybe like a Freddy movie, kind of like in the vein of VHS, but just short stories of like, you know, different characters or something like that. And, I wonder know. if they could do like, like they did with Freddy's Nightmares and have like one Freddy maybe be like the narrator and yeah. then everything is like told through his eyes and it's just somebody else's interpretation, like a different Freddy, but it's a story. And then there's like the main Freddy who looks back on that story and he talks about it. Who knows? Whatever it could be. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I would man. love to have it be like done really well, like Amazon or yeah. um, HBO Somebody take the budget, take the quality, and just tear it up. And I mean, yeah, make it scary, make it gory, but also make it that like detective. So I'm telling yeah. you, oh yeah, I can definitely. Just see it. I'll yeah. never put it down. And I, I, I'm begging, I'm begging New Line to put me in the back. I'll just serve coffee randomly. I'll be like the same person at the diner. You no, need my coffee, Mister Thompson. Okay, great. Thank you. No, they do you. <laughs> You you definitely have to uh you definitely have to be Nancy at some point and like if they do redo oh. it they have to not they have to give you the nod at least because you kind of you kind of like took the uh you kind of took the helm of uh of the Nancy character especially in the um, the uh, Never Sleep Again uh, oh. movie I would say because it's it is kind of long so we'll we'll go it is long. short for movie yeah it's uh that was very that was very interesting how was the how was the process of you know actually getting into that character and actually doing that like it was scary for me because nancy is the whole reason i got into horror she's mm -hmm. the reason i got into nightmare she is uh you know like at the center of everything i always ask myself when i'm faced with a challenge what would nancy do and yeah. everybody's known that so to have to like put that out there i'm like are people gonna think oh she doesn't actually know nancy she's nothing like nancy because i wanted it to be my interpretation with that sprinkling yeah. of heather because heather narrated it so i wanted to have kind of that that mix of the two and um i'm really glad that people have liked it and people have enjoyed it and people have said that i did a really good job playing because i was like oh my gosh because we wanted to make it like you know low budget 80s kind of quality um and so i'm like i don't know if everybody's gonna understand that there's like that little bit of 80s acting that we're trying to bring in i yeah. really hope that they do <laughs> Because yeah, I'm honestly in the definitely. 80s, it's not the best. Because <laughs> you know, you watch somebody looked at me and they were like, they were like, yeah, the, the acting in the nightmare movies, you know, they just have such great acting. And I was like, Are you did no, you really, really watch those movies? <laughs> did you really watch those movies? Uh, but I uh I I I loved putting that together. Um, 
and getting Heather involved was really, really special because one of the biggest regrets of, I think, my life, but technically of nightmare history that I never got a chance to be a part of was, you know, not having in the films that she was in the beautiful dream living on. You just kind of have to yeah. read the other materials of before or the comics, which are canon because they're they were commissioned by New Line. So they yeah. are officially canon. So Nancy is in the beautiful dream, but uh, you don't know that unless you know those other things. And even the light at the end, you might be like, oh, that's Freddie. But uh, the way that I think everything pans out, it's Nancy. And uh, I just wanted to have that closing chapter there to have Heather talk about that. And I was like, okay, now we finally got Heather as Nancy mm -hmm. talking about living on in the beautiful dream. I feel like there's a part of me <laughs> that's kind of closed that loop. We got her to do that. That's very exciting, but it was extremely nerve wracking. But at the same time, it was like the most fun project because we've all had this idea of what we wanted and we just loved the character so much and the source material that we just put a lot of thought and heart into it. And I'm glad that people, people are like, we wish we had more Freddie, but like, yeah, it's Nancy's story. Like if you think about yeah. the first movie, Freddie's only in it for like nine minutes. You yeah, know, it's really Nancy's story, and that's kind of what we wanted. We wanted it to be a drama about horror in the same way that New Nightmare is a drama about horror. Our new nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, it's um uh, yeah, I actually watched uh the first nightmare on Elm Street because I, you know, during uh October I try to like, you know, watch as many horror movies as I can. I think everyone pretty much does that. And on if you go on uh Max, HBO Max, um they have all the they pretty much have all the movies there. So I watched the first one and you are right. It definitely helped, you know, watching that and then watching, you know, your short film and then seeing it, the correlation between, like you said, the acting in it, which isn't the, which isn't the greatest <laughs> acting, but like, even like the, you no. know, the special effects, like, you know, like the stuff you see nowadays, obviously a lot more advanced, but like even seeing like, you know, the, you know, the dream sequence where she's walking up the stairs and you can see like where they cut out, like the, the whole for her to step in, like that type of stuff. It's like I don't worst. I love that though. That's uh <laughs> I know I mean, that's the best part about it. And I'm like a movie buff, so I always like I always go back and watch like things like that, like weird edits or you know, if there's like a mic in the scene, something weird like that. But yeah. just seeing that and like seeing her walk up the stairs and then actually seeing already the cutouts, I was like, Oh man, I love this. This is great. And then now you just <laughs> it saying is so funny. Yeah. But now you saying that, like, you know, we that's what we interpreted was like the you know, the bad 80s acting. I'm like that makes sense. That actually, it wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't just what it was. It was, oh, that was on purpose, that type of thing. So, mm -hmm. oh man. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's one of those things where you can do a series on her as well. Like she can have her own, you know, um, series. It doesn't have to be about, Fre obviously Freddie will be, you know, the backdrop, but you can Don't you know, get follow her whole thing. <laughs> like from that movie on, like all that, obviously you got okay, to see Okay. So her. I have to ask you then. Okay, if they were to bring Nancy back, what do you think would be a way that you might like to see her, or you would be curious about how they could bring her back? I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd like to see her like like now. Like I'd I'd like to see them go back um, during that time and kind of like cover how you did with your with the short film, but like just follow her like all the way up until she gets older. Like what mm. like. Cause it didn't escape her. Like that's, that's going to stay with her forever. Was she still having nightmares after that? Was there, you know, were other people in her life affected by it? Uh, there could be a whole new cast of characters. Like what happened in between those times and stuff like that. And I think you can actually do stuff like that. Um, 
to reintroduce it back into like a newer version of it would be, I don't know, be kind of hard, but I don't know how you would do that. Actually, I, I would, I would probably, for me, it'd probably just be going back, back into, you know, that first movie and then the events afterwards and how she, like how that affected her, her life and her relationships and all that type of stuff afterwards. That's what I would go with. But I mean, yeah, I think that would be really cool because yeah, I mean, I would love to see like an official take on it because I know um, what we did was mostly based on the comics and yeah. the head canon. So if they were able to do that, that would be a really interesting story because there would be so much that she would have to go through, like her mother or moving yeah. or how does she get her life back? How does she yep. decide to buckle down? Um, I think that that would be really cool. I know people have talked about a requel right after the first. I feel like that would be extremely hard because people love part three so much. Yes. I would not care that much if we lost part three, because obviously I don't like the ending, but <laughs> I, I feel like if they were to continue, I would love to see her and Alice together officially, not just mm. in the comics, but together. Um, and if Nancy, you know, lived in the beautiful dream, but she was like, it was like Laura Palmer in the Black Lodge, you know, yes. where Laura in season three is older, like today. So, you know, bring in Heather that way. So she only has like a limited time before she officially has to cross over. So her spirit is kind of living on earth. So it's able to grow. I don't know. Explain it away. You know, when they do those yeah. things, you're like, ah, okay, you know what? We'll go with that. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would love to see them bring her back, but then it, there's like this part of me that thinks if they bring her back and they go back in the original storyline, it would be weird not to have Robert back, but he's yeah. so much older now. Like Robert has reached the point where not, it's going to be really hard because Robert is taking less time even at his tables. He's no longer standing mm -hmm. for photo ops. I mean, he's yeah. so much older and more tired that he can barely even do that. So to have him become Freddy again would be hard. But if they would do it, I mean, pick somebody that looks like Robert or, it, you know, can have the prosthetics and then make him look like Robert yeah. to have it. But you don't have to have Robert back physically because I would not want him to go through that. And I know people would not be happy because even if you look when Robert came back for the Goldbergs in 2018, there were people who were like, yeah. look at Robert back as Freddie. So you, you can't win. Yeah. You yeah. just cannot win. And I would much rather he be safe and like in the back, like coaching the actor and whatnot, yes. if they're going to continue yep. it and maybe have his voice at some point to do it, but don't put Robert back through all of that. Physical yeah. Stuff again. Yeah. You'd have to definitely like kind of recast everything. In that sense, mm -hmm. like you'd have to, and obviously with those, you know, short films that are out there, there are actors that can play, you know, you know, Robert, you know, as a, as a young guy, as well as, as Freddy Krueger. It's, I mean, it's proven in those. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, you know, whether, whether or not as you, know, if you're a diehard fan, do you want to see someone replace, you know, uh, Robert England, but that's if I had it, a nickel. Yeah, I know, right? It's 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 like that, like the 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 new the newer like the reboot that they did. It was like, yeah, like it wasn't, you know, they definitely could have, you know, if if they waited a little bit longer and got the right person for, it, I think it would have been better. It didn't change it. They changed the storyline up too, a little bit. Um, as far as you know, the crimes he committed and stuff like that. I think that kind of hurt it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, people always <laughs> talk about that, but like. 
you know, that was Wes's original intention and it was still implied, but then even the actors yeah. in the documentary are like, they use the M word and, yeah. and then in yeah. one of the, you know, newspapers in part five, when Alice and Mark are looking through, you flip one of the newspapers and it's says the M word right yeah. on it. So technically yeah. it is like in there. Yeah. Um, but people don't, which always makes me laugh because everybody's always like, oh, he's just a child killer. Like, oh, OK, yeah. that's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's all cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no big deal. OK, it's, it's OK if he's killing them. It's not OK if he's doing yeah. the other. It's, it's like, what, what are you talking about? It's, just, it's the same thing. It's a brutal crime either way. What the heck? But yeah, it's, I, yeah. Think, I think if they kept the, the implied part of it, I think it would have been better. But if you just yeah. come flat out and saying it, it's like. It's it's like you you don't have to like second guess that it's like if it's if someone's abducting mm -hmm. children like it's you don't have to say what's gonna happen to them you can kind of just like yeah. you know leave it to your own imagination in that sense but I think yeah. that kind of I think that kind of like maybe especially nowadays I think I kind of like that might be a hard thing to yeah navigate but I think there's enough creative people out there um, like yourself and like you know fans of. Uh, you know, Fred heads, they can definitely come up with a way and be that like suggestion piece of saying, here's, here's how you do it in today's modern era. Like, would, do you have an idea of what that would look like if they were to like re-release Freddy or Nightmare on Elm Street today? Like, what would you do to like, do, would you change his story? Would you change like the crimes he committed? Like, how would you go about doing that? I would keep him as he is in the original franchise, keep it implied. Okay, he's a child killer. Keep it implied. Maybe have a hint that it happened because I don't think Freddie yeah. did it every single time. I yeah. think Freddie did it when he chose to. So he was definitely a killer first. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people comment on TikTok recently. They're like, so you like this guy who's actually a child, you know, predator? <laughs> and I'm like, for a while, I was trying to think about it. Like, is it time to cancel Freddy? But the reason that we like Freddy isn't because of that. Um, we don't condone that at all. And none of yeah. us are going out and being like, I want to actually do everything that Freddy is. I mean, there have been people in the past, but thankfully yeah. they're in jail. Um, that it's what he represents for us that spitting in the face of you know everybody's like you have to be nice that's why certain actors a lot of actors are like i get to be bad and i'm super excited because you don't get to do that freddie yeah. is just that that outlet for us to let off steam and sure we could pick michael or jason we just happen to prefer how freddie does it he's having fun while spitting back in the face of like the status mm. quo which is what i think a lot of us really want to do um in True. the end it's like I said, like I think I said this at the beginning, like, you know, Freddy's like the unconventional, you know, slasher, you know, yeah. horror like guy, if you want to if you want to say that, like, he's not like the, you know, straight up, like chasing people down and doing all that stuff. Like he likes to play at first mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, manipulate a little bit and then and then do what he needs to do. But like, that's that's why I think uh, that's another reason why I think it's kind of, you know hard nowadays for people to grasp that it's like it's not as straightforward as like you know halloween michael myers you know just killing a bunch of people at once if you've seen the the, the newer movies like there's like a scene at the end of the second one i believe where he's just like going to town just like literally yeah. killing everybody it's like that's not what freddie does freddie's not the and i think people would it's like people would get bored of that it's like i, I think that's you know they want to see like you know gore and you know people getting killed but 
Freddie's the like like you said the the cerebral. I'm gonna yeah. play with you first, um, and I'm gonna you know creep you out, and then then I'm gonna do it. Um, yeah, I think that's an audience better than a jump it. scare. I oh do yeah, no, definitely. I do too. It's just that long drawn out like that scares me the that most. you have. Oh yeah, yeah me too. Because it builds and it builds. But the thing about Freddie is, I want them to have some humor, but I it would prefer it to be like Freddie in part three. Or part two. Part two is extremely scary. Part yeah. three is like he's scary, but he's still like using humor to pick yeah. at them. But he's still like sinister the entire time. He doesn't become a clown yet. Yeah. So I feel like that would work. And you just, yeah, you just build the tension. Yeah, you have some jump scares, but realistically, it's just all that tension. And then after it's done, maybe Freddie does something kind of fun or funny. Um, or maybe another character does, but Freddie kind of sticks with that dark humor, which I think yeah. would work. Oh yeah, definitely. Like uh, to bring it back on you, like you could definitely see that in in your content and stuff like that. Like you're, you know, you're very funny. You you you're very playful and stuff like that. But you kind of it seems like you kind of have like an edge <laughs> as well too. Is that where did you where did you pick that? Like would you pick that up? That you know that type of like you know humor and you know is, is that from the fandom side of it, have you always had that type of like, you know, that like kind of, you ju you're just like very animated and at the same time. You think like, I'm funny? Yes, of course. It, it's, yeah, Thank no, you're very you. entertaining. Like, like I said, it's, you know, I showed my, uh, I showed Sheena, my co-host, uh, Chick Foley, and she was like, she wanted to, I was going to have her like be my co-host on this because she doesn't really like to interview people. She's, you know, she's kind of like, uh, she gets like stage fright essentially. But um, that's why that's why I'm doing these shows. But like, she was like, oh my God. so I was like, oh, I was like, follow uh, Sa Sassy Sledgehammer on uh, Instagram, and she was like, she's like, oh my God, she's so cool. Oh my God, I think she Thank follows you. me actually now. But like, Aww. like just like see, like like you said, see your videos and, and all the stuff that you do, like in the like you said the the video I seen when you're you know recommending the 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 short films uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street, like very just like like where do you did that all come about? Were you were you shy at first when you were younger and then it came out? Were you always very outgoing and entertaining? Like how did that, how did that start for you? I've always been the weird girl. I, um, I, my, my family really is, especially my dad's side is really big into jokes and humor. Mm -hmm. So that was always a very important part of growing up and interacting with them. Uh, my mom's side has it too, but not as much. We just laugh a lot. So that's why my laughs are very loud. And then yeah. I try to be funny. It doesn't always stick like my dad. He tries to be funny. And sometimes you'd be like, <laughs> but um, I, I did. I was theater kid, of course, in high school. So I did all a lot of theater. And I also did speech and debate. I did it in an interpretation. So I was always making faces and doing things. And people have always told me my face is super animated. And I'm like, <laughs> I used to struggle for the longest time because I wanted to be like one of those alt girls that was like, I'm fierce, yeah. you know? And I'm like, man, what can I do? But then they meet me in person. And I'm like, oh, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I've started to try to embrace it more. And I realized that it could be a lot for people. But I just, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of enthusiasm for things and I really do want to be funny. Um, so it means a lot of people think yeah. I'm funny because whenever okay. I tell somebody something and they're like, uh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you have to have, cool. you have to have like, you have to have, dark, you have to have humor first and foremost. Like you have to, you have to think things are funny. 
Um, if yeah. you don't have that bait, like that actual, like, you know, base, then you're not going to think anything's funny. But like, you, like you just actually mentioned, it's like, you have like, kind of like a, like, like you have like an intensity, like you said, you're kind of like very outgoing out there, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not in a way like people are going to run away scared or anything like that. It's like, you could see it. Like you could see, like, like you said, you just said you were a theater kid. You could definitely see like the, you know, the animated face and all that stuff. Did you, you said you didn't think you had an, an like you weren't animated at all I, I didn't never really i i like would look at other people and they would just like tell a joke and they'd be like and they and people were like ha, 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 ha. so i like always <laughs> thought that my brand of funny was like clown kind of funny yeah. you know i wanted to be one of those people that was super witty that you would like sweat if you're in the room with them you're like i'm gonna i want to see what they have to say and you're kind of like riffing yeah. off of them i'm not very good at that i yeah. like the word pickle makes me laugh, you know, that's like kind of funny, but <laughs> I think that's also why I like Freddie so much is because he does have that sense of humor. You know, if I was like a little poor, like, you know, maybe yeah. I'd be more of a Michael girl. I like Michael. Michael's pretty chill. You know, he's, he's yeah. wearing a William Shatner mask. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. But Freddie, <laughs> Freddie's like the, you know, he says a little something, something. He's got that swagger, you know, a little bit yeah. of that. And that's just like, I feel like that's kind of my humor. And uh, yeah, so I've just always been weird and making sounds and doing skits and all that stuff ever since I was just very, very little. So yeah, definitely. Uh, He's yeah. a lot of dad humor too. In, uh, in Freddy. Oh, like if you, that's, I mean, I, I love dad humor. So like, that's me too. Maybe that's why like, it's, you know, if you can, if you can love like the, the silly, like corny type of jokes, <laughs> you can like, you can like any type of like, any type of funny, I I think anyway. You can, if you can find the humor in anything, I mean, I think that's that's where it all starts. If you can't find the humor so in anything, then, then you're not going to be able to, you know, get a grasp on uh, what what's being pervade. But um, as far as like for acting, like, how, do you love do you love acting? Like, do you love you know you know, um, I, I, like I said with the with the short films and stuff like that. Definitely with we'll definitely talk about five stars because I thought that was awesome as well. But like. Do you love, do you like the process? Do you enjoy it? Is it, is it something that like you, if someone was like, Hey, we are rebooting, you know, we want you to be like Nancy say, say that happened. Like, would you jump right at it to do it? Or would you just be like, yeah, eh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I like acting cause I like to entertain people. I've been, I'm usually the funny person every time somebody casts me in something. There's been a couple times where I've been a more serious character, but yeah. every time I'm super outlandish, it's always, it always goes over very, very well. So I feel really comfortable in that. Every time I have to be serious, I always get very, very worried because my face is so animated. So when we were making five stars, I'm like, please rein it in like <laughs> like make like a make a frown that looks like this and not like this you know like don't yeah. have fish mouth but yeah. I saw so that always makes me really nervous because I don't want to look goofy um but if somebody asked me to be Nancy I would be so incredibly honored because I love her so much and any opportunity that I have to talk about her to push her at the forefront just anything, I would love it. And I just would love to be a part of something nightmare officially to like exist in a world where I'm like, I I was in the back. I was the janitor in the new A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I live there. I live in Springwood. That would be the pinnacle of my entire life. I would, everything else would just be a bonus after that point. Yeah. Just being able to be in a nightmare film would be such 
an honor for me. But yeah, acting, I don't always seek it out because I just don't think that I'm the best actor in the world. But I've had a lot of people offer me roles and things and they've liked it. So I've been like, that's great, but I'm not very confident. But I do yeah. it because usually it's a very small cast and it's just all of us. And we're like, okay, let's make a movie together. So I, I end up getting roped in that way, but I do. I like to entertain people. So yeah, I see sure. that. What was it? I think you, uh, what was the, um, I can never, I can't remember the name of it. One of the films I watched, it was the, it was a story of like, it was almost like the, uh, it was like based on like fan obsession. Uh, was it, and I can't think of the name of it. You had like a quick clip in it where you're like crying about like, um, it was like, it was oh. basically, I can't think of the name of it. I can't Is it called Adherent? And here, yes, that's film? what, yes, Adherent. that's what it was. Page. Adherent, yes, yeah, yes. Um, I watched that. Like you said, you, you know, you can do serious things. Obviously, you weren't like you were more like you weren't crying because something bad was happening. It was, it was more or less like you know, the the love of this person brought you to tears, essentially. So that, I mean, that was a uh, perfect display of of a different side of uh, of your instead of being like the funny side of things. But yeah, that was that was a creepy. Uh, <laughs> that one, yeah, that one was a. Uh, that was uh that was a little too real because that stuff does happen actually, which is which is scary. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, that I think that showed a good display as well. Um, Thank you. Is there are there other? Would you like to do like comedies as a as opposed to like is that something that you know as far as acting is concerned? Could you do like a like a a comedic role? You think? I feel like I could. I would love to. I think that would be so much fun. If I honestly had to pick, it would have to be horror or comedy. Um, I feel like those would be the two that I would really, really like to do because I think I would probably have a lot of fun on set. And that's kind of my brand of like acting, I guess, where I'm more comfortable. I'm not a Meryl Streep. Even though Meryl Streep yeah. can do comedy and she does really well, it'd be cool if I could. Yeah. But um yeah, like horror and comedy. Who's an actor that I would think would be like horror and comedy? Hmm. I don't know. There's got to be somebody out there. Uh, I'm blanking. Uh, well, she's also done it. Well, actually, a lot of the actors that I think that have done horror and comedy are also really good actors that have done dramas. Yeah. So, you know, I guess maybe I could do that. But yeah, I would love to do a comedy. Yeah, I, I could. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see you like doing uh, some comedic stuff, as we spoke before with the you know, the animated, the funny stuff like that. You definitely uh, would be able to deliver to deliver those types of lines and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think that I think that'd be a, uh, a, a an avenue that you could pursue because, like, like I said, mostly like, most of the videos that you put out are are, are pretty hilarious. So. I think yeah, I think oh, you just said that. Yeah, it's just like the like you said, the animated, like the animation is is the best part. Um you know, obviously, you know, not not comparing you to like Jim Carrey or like Robin Williams or anything <laughs> like that, but like that type of comedy is like lost. That like, you know, the it animated, is. the expressive type of it's more or less like straight jokes and things nowadays and you know, being sarcastic and that type of stuff. There's not really anyone that's like, you know, that does like anything funny and you know, expressive. And stuff like that. You're so, like, right. yeah, just um, if you think about it, it there isn't really like there's really oh. no expressive, funny type of comedians out there that do like funny faces no. and and all that type of stuff. And you know, 
Bi- There's no more Adam <laughs> Sandler kind of comedies or like no. that Jim Carrey kind of comedy. You're totally right. Nope. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lost, it's a lost art in, uh, in comedy. I'm a, I'm a comedy, uh, person. I as like well, comedy. So I, I, I kind of watch that too. But, um, the next thing I want to jump into before we get into like the five stars, your the, the, your fandom of, of Freddie. Where did that, where did that start? Did that start at a young age? <laughs> Was it, I mean, did it start at a young age? Was he like? Was it like a, like like a heartthrob thing? You have like a poster of Freddie on your wall, and you're like, he's so. <laughs> he's I so did dreamy. write smut. I'm not gonna lie. I wrote some fan fiction. Okay. Oh geez. Like uh, a, I think it's still a deviant art. Maybe it might like be tw- yeah. like Twilight type of fan fiction. Oh yeah. Or, okay. Oh yeah. There was some. There was some. You know, I had a very big crush on Freddie. Um, no, it, it didn't start until I was a teenager, but when I was younger, it's like, it's like Heather says a new nightmare, you know, every kid knows who Freddie is. He's like Santa Claus. Yeah. So the movies would kind of be on TV. My cousin got me started into horror because he loved the universal monsters. And so I'd watch that whenever I'd be over my grandma's house or something. And he had like tales from the crypt. And so I'd kind of watch that with him. And my birthday is in October, so I was always very, very curious, but I was not a horror fan. I was, in fact, afraid of a lot of things. But I uh, just, you know, had a dream, oddly enough, kind of fitting, and woke up and was just like, that Freddy dude, man, I want to know more about him. (laughs) And that's when I started to rent the movies, and I just fell in love with them. Um, Loved his character, started with the later ones, and then saw the first one, fell in love with Nancy, and then... Kind of the rest from there is uh, is is history. Mm. What did the so obviously so if you listen to like the Chick Foley show and stuff, we you know we talk about you know figure collecting and collecting in general. Where did the like the collecting part of the you know fandom come in? Um, and what was the first thing that you actually you know purchased? And then you were just like, now I got to get all this stuff. Mm. Like, because that's that's that that's a that's a deep dive. Like once you start like becoming a fan of something and then you start collecting it. That's a whole, it brings yeah. you to a whole nother, another realm. So where did, that, where did that start? <laughs> um, it's really hard to say the first thing that I bought. So the first couple of Freddie items I have are actually a gift from one of my best friends in high school. She gifted me, I think the first thing was for my birthday and it was the VHS of Freddie versus Jason. And then okay. for Christmas, she got me this freddy doll and then the squirtable freddy head he's wait wait right there um so those were the first items in my collection and then i think from there i picked up some like the i am nancy poster after i met heather i had a very small collection there's like pictures on the on the internet of like this little tiny shelf with just like some small things and people started sending me stuff a lot of Nancy stuff. And so that's kind of where it started. And then from there, um, I was just like, oh, there's books. Oh, there's like these different things. Oh, look at this Freddy doll. I love this. And then it just started to build and build. And then a lot more things once I knew more of what was out there, like my new nightmare painting, somebody had it. New Nightmare is my favorite. I'm like, I've got to get that. And then there's like certain items in the nightmare world that are like up there as far as quality goes. So this glove 
right here is from Demented Glove Works. I love the Freddy gloves so much. They're like one of my favorite parts of the entire franchise. I really yeah. wanted a part one. Got that. Um, Cause there's like a, a couple of different really well-known glove makers. One of them is Anders Ericsson who makes gloves for Robert. That's Robert, one of Robert's mm -hmm. best friends and uh, also his official glove maker. So I've got my eye on a new nightmare glove from Anders. So that's the next thing I'm going to purchase. But then like the masks, there's all kinds of Freddy masks out there, but the Holy Grail is Dark Ride Studios, James Updegraff. They make you look so much like Robert. I have one. I got it repaired recently. Um, that is a holy grail. And then sweaters. There's a woman named Margaret out of Germany who makes really authentic sweaters. And she actually just retired because she's very ill. And mm. I put in my order and I finally got a Margaret sweater. Oh, awesome. And so like those things are just such big parts of like the collecting. And I just, the more little Freddies I can have or like, yeah just things from the movies. I, you know, I made my little Nancy sledgehammer. You can't see the top there, but um, like those things, being able to have them. And, and some people collect, you know, the movies or the different kinds of Blu-rays or things like that. For me, I just like having all the pictures and the toys and the t-shirts. And I guess, I don't know. I think it's because when I was a little kid, I, I had a lot of Barbies yeah. And I'd love to put them on display. And I had like Disney dolls and stuff. So I've always just liked the physical representation mm -hmm. of things. So I think that's where this comes in. And then things like the glove or the booby trap book or the telephone make me feel like I've got a piece of the movies, even if they're not directly out of the movies. Even yeah. though some people do have that, I would love to own a piece of something from Jeez. the movies, but I know that's heckin' expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. Like the Freddy glove is going for like $100,000. I think wow. it just closed out actually. I don't know how much it went for, but yeah, the OG Freddy glove, that, that would be very cool. But can you imagine having that kind of money to just be like, darling i'm getting this a hundred thousand dollars like yeah like <laughs> like i said we, we talk about this all the time we like you know we, we'll do like um we'll have people like you know you know give us questions and stuff like that and one of the questions that always pops up is if you if you had the you know the money to purchase you know a holy grail as they call it um in the collecting in the collecting world like what would your holy grail be and like that that that's definitely a, a holy grail for somebody a hundred thousand yeah. dollars on a that's insane but it's, yeah. I mean, it's, mine would be the know. Nancy Jammies. Those would that's, be my holy grail. That or the house. Both. The house? That's, I mean, that's a, that's definitely a holy grail. Owning that, like, obviously, people still, um, you know, visit and stuff like that. And I live, um, they put up the gate. Ugh. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> well, oh, like, yeah. they're actively no. working to hide the house. <laughs> so, no, um, so no, it's funny. My, I, I live in Massachusetts. I live, uh, about like 30 minutes away from Salem. I used to live in Salem, <gasps> Massachusetts. Um, and uh the 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 witch's house, not the witch's house. Sorry. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Uh, Hocus Pocus house. They actually blocked that off this year. Like you could not go see it. Like they actually put the they they kind of so if you ever if you ever been to Salem during the month of October, it's I haven't literally really insane. Like it's like yeah, so like what they did not was like during they October. <laughs> yeah, they shortened the like the like the the streets, so like you can't even go down that street to see the house because I guess what? people are complaining and stuff. So yeah, so you can't see the uh, the hocus pocus house ever. You can yeah, still obviously see you know, the Samantha statue, and you can still go yeah. see the graveyard and all that stuff. I love because I brought this up earlier. I love the fact that um, 
Lords of Salem was filmed there because like every time like they're walking by something like, oh my god, that's that place. That's it. They literally that's, that's they literally cool. filmed that in Salem. Like that all the places that they are in, it that they're there. Like, I, I that's can, awesome. I, can I really want to go, awesome. but I have been told don't go during October. So oh no, I it's awful. It's, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. The traffic it is must awful. be like, like Disney in Christmas. It's literally it's the worst. A, it's, don't ever it's, go it's, for Christmas. It's literally the Disney for like, you know, horror <laughs> fans and you know, you know, witchcraft and all and there's obviously there's you know, there's, you know, uh, shops and stuff like that. There's like, there's legit warlocks and witches that, you know, own businesses so and stuff cool. like that. I've worked with a few of them before. Um, they kind of freaked me out a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, yeah. But, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I, I actually know it's funny. I did live on, uh, in Elm street when I was younger. Cause every, the famous words from Freddy Krueger, every town has an Elm street. Yeah, it's my, true. my parent. Yeah, my, my it was a dead end street actually too. So it was a dead end street. Ooh. Um, it was a the funny thing it was it was a dead end street. It did, you're gonna think I'm joking? And it was the last house on the left. I love that. <laughs> How weird is that? I love that. And my That's mother, cool. <laughs> and so my mother was like, "Oh, you never heard of that movie, Last House on the Left?" I'm like, "No." And then obviously <laughs> we, we proceeded because it was old old school. We went and rented it. I watched it, and obviously I was you know freaked out as a, as a child and then finding out that we lived on an Elm street when we we're starting to learn streets and stuff like that. And then hearing That's Freddie cool. said it, I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, God, that <laughs> happen to me. We but, had a um, cornfield next to my house growing up. So I was always like, Ooh, the creepers coming uh, for me. The children that, of the corn. that freaked me out. Oh, oh, yeah, too. That's another one. But um, what I was going to say was as far as like the, the community aspect, because one of the things that we, we love about well, I love about doing you know these types of shows and actually podcasting mm -hmm. in general is the is the people that we meet, the like minded people, the people that are obviously in your community. Like, what is what is that like? Like, how was that like meeting other you know fans? Um, did you have to seek them out? Did they come out and you know reach out to you? Was it you know how did how did that work? Like with us, it's like you know people listen to the podcast or we'll follow somebody mm -hmm. and then we'll, you know, we'll meet someone mutual in, in that aspect. And we might, I might even find someone that, that I, you know, that I, that I'm friends with that knows like a, a podcaster or something like that. So like, how did that, how does that work out with, with the, with the Fred heads? Was it like, is it, do you got, do you know everybody or is it like, is it still like, you know, is it small enough where everyone knows each other or is it big enough where you haven't met everyone yet? It's tough. I think, in the community, if you're really deep in it, it's like a smaller group of people that are really deep in it and everybody knows everybody who's deep in it. Okay. And then you've got the broader community of more people that, you know, they really like nightmare and whatnot. So like the people behind Fred heads, all of us, you know, we're in the, the deeper community. Me, I'm a part of all like the Freddy Glove Ninja Clan where everybody talks about the gloves and glove making and all of the different nightmare boards. And I met a lot of people on nightmareonelmstreetfilms.com back in the mid 2000s when we were just like there to talk about, you know, our love for the films. It was before social media was really a thing. That's where we all connected. And then there was like, the Springwood Slasher forum. So it really started on all those forums and then social media came and we were just kind of like, hey, I'm on social media, you're on social media from the boards. And then it would be like friends of friends or someone would like come across you and 
add you or you'd add them or you'd see on a, a like a Facebook page they love the same thing you did. So then I just like add them or they'd add me. And then it was just kind of like, you know, randomly coming across them on social media over time. But most of my friends I met were my deeper friends were between 2007 and 2013, I'd say, is kind of the early days of social media. That's when we came across each other. Um, And we all met online first. And then we met in person and we've stayed friends ever since, but a lot of it is just boards, um, Twitter, Instagram, Mm. Facebook, Facebook is really where a lot of us also met. And then we kind of branched out from there, but now there's just a lot of different avenues. It's just kind of coming across somebody on social media randomly. That's awesome. But there is a small, small group in there. Uh, So it's, so it's, it's, it's not like a, um, like a large amount of uh, of fans out there. It's still like a small, like a small knit community, essentially. When it comes, yeah. To, would you? Is it? Is there like a? Do you want to kind of like expand, like and try to like find other, you know, people kind of like you know Will Smith and I am Legend, like yeah. every day just going out there, going if you're out there, um, <laughs> that type of thing. Is there? Is there <laughs> like? Is it? <laughs> yeah, is there that's kind of like what that? I do. Yeah, I do that all the time because I'm still getting people who will message me and be like, I watched Fred Heads and I had no idea that there were, you know, a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street fans like me. And I'm like, oh, my God, the Internet's been around so long. How do you not know? Yeah, no. But welcome. <laughs> or like TikTok when people are like somebody out there likes this these films like me. So it's kind of putting it out there to find people or searching through hashtags or topics or something. And someone mentions nightmare, you see that they love it. I immediately will follow them, start interacting with them. So it is kind of like that mix of, Hey, are you out there? Now it's a little easier than it was in the beginning. Cause in the beginning I was like, I'm looking for Nancy fans. You like Nancy, you don't like Nancy that much. I'm going to make you like Nancy. And so that was like (laughs) the big thing. And now I'm just trying to do that in the broader scope of nightmare and continue to get people on board. And I'm like, come love Nightmare more, learn about Nightmare, keep the fandom alive, you know, because like we talked about earlier, it's not really on top of everybody's mind because all these other horror franchises are blossoming, but Nightmare is just kind of like, hey, what's up? I've got this section of five things here in Spirit Halloween. I hope you like them. (laughs) And (laughs) so, yeah, just trying to keep it alive and inspire people to like more. So whenever somebody comments and is like, you inspired me to watch the Nightmare films or, you know, I loved them. Now I'm getting back into them. That always makes me really happy because that's what I want. I want them to grow and take over. I, actually, you know what? I, I, that's actually you actually brought up like a question I want to ask. So, like, is it do what do you think it is as far as you know? Do you think there are fans out there and they just don't want to say they're fans of it? Do you think it's you think they think it's weird? Because like, I, just coming from me, you know, being a you know wrestling fan, that was always a thing. Like, you didn't want to tell people you were into wrestling because people thought you were weird. But obviously, nowadays it's like a multi billion dollar industry yeah. and all this stuff. But like. Is it? Do you think that's like a? Do you think that's like a thing within that community? It's like, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I want to, you know, bring out my fan because people think I'm weird. Is that? Do you think that's a cause of it, or do you think it's just? What do you, what do you think it is as far as? I think it's very similar to wrestling, and I think Halloween has become such a like mainstream thing now, and you could go into 
just random stores and they've got horror shirts on the yeah. walls now, just like for kids, they're wearing it. And it's, it's almost like the band shirts. Cause people think it's cool. People want to look cool. People want to look yeah. edgy. So horror, like being an actual fan, I think is a lot cooler now than it used to be. Yeah. People might not be as big into it. Or if they do like younger people, big, big droves of fans are really into scream. Like the younger yeah. generations are really big into certain things and they want to talk about it and yeah. they want to feed into it. But nightmare, not as much because nightmare has not yet appealed to Gen Z. Nightmare yeah. hasn't done anything to really appeal to Gen Z. So that is an untapped market. And I feel like the next nightmare installment comes out the nightmare content pops off. The next movie comes out, Gen Z, they appeal to that younger generation, younger generations like, oh, I'm such a big fan of that. And then it really starts to blossom and people talk more and more about it. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I was actually thinking that I was like, wow, it's like, it's almost like similar where it's like, uh, you didn't really want to say that you're a fan, but at the same time, then you find someone that's like-minded. You're like, oh my God, now I can yeah. express this this type of thing. And it, like, just like you said, it was, uh, I was kind of like one of those people where, you know, like I said, just scrolling on TikTok and up seeing one of your videos and that kind of like sparked something that said, Hey, me, I'm, obviously I'm not like a super diehard fan, but like it, it, it kind of like sparked something to me that said like, Hey, that I, I was at once like a, a huge fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And that kind of like, you know, brought me back into the into the world because obviously like i said i've started watching all the you know the short films and stuff like that and um seeing all the different actors you know portray freddie um and obviously uh watching your film and then you know just you know deep diving watching the the fred heads documentary and stuff like that and, and getting like the um like the the background on like wow i didn't know there was actually like a community of people um that were into the nightmare announcing franchise because it was, it's always one of those things where it seems lost in like the, yeah. in the, in the world of horror. It's like, you know, Freddie's there, you know, he's like that, that figure, but like, like we said, you know, throughout the shows, like, you know, the Halloween's and, you know, the Friday the 3rd, even Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a new video game out and a new, yeah, <laughs> new movie. Like not that, I mean, obviously, you know. They're really you know, reaching at this point. There's like the yeah. most random horror movies <laughs> and they're like, it's getting another sequel. And I'm like, Nightmare, what the fudge? Like, Yeah, it's like, it's like it said, it, it, <laughs> not to knock those like franchises, but like I said, there's, they're more straightforward. They're not as, yeah. you know, like I said, cerebral or as like tricky to write for as Freddy Krueger. But it, it, it definitely can happen. Like I said, with Terrifier, which kind of yeah. has those elements. You can definitely do it. It's looking terrifying. It's, but even a like third Chucky. Chucky, like, that's, you, I was going to say that. Chucky's coming out. Yes. He has a series there, out now. He's got this massive <laughs> series. I was, If you would have told me that there's going to be a Chucky TV series, I'd be like, who In the heck is going to watch that? They did such a good, they're doing such a good job with it. It's yeah. campy. It's perfect. It's the tone that I love when it comes to like any Chucky films. Because Bride of Chucky is my favorite. Yeah. But like all of that, I, I love the way that they're doing it. That kind of stuff, I don't think would work for Nightmare, nor do I think it should be Nightmare. But for Chucky, it's perfect. But like still, people have been talking about the Mount Rushmore of horror. They're always like Michael, Jason, Freddy, who else? You know? And I'm like, you've yeah. got Michael and Jason and they're they're bopping. Jason's yeah. trying to bop. <laughs> but Freddie, what's he doing? I what mean, are you doing? Yeah, you know, the Leatherface player, <laughs> I guess now, right? He's like, the, yeah, you know, video game. Uh, and I mean, uh, that's another thing I see on TikTok all the time. People just, you know, 
live streaming their, you know, them playing the the game because you could wow. either play Leatherface or you could play the victims trying to hide from Leatherface. So that's yeah, actually pretty that's cool. Such a good like, idea. I said, like I said, it's just a tricky movie to pull. Like not, it's just like like I said, it's very hard to to do that nowadays with like like I said, it's it's a lot more thought that goes into the Freddy movies and mm-hmm. uh, like a standard you know, horror slasher flick. Like you have to, you have to have those dream sequences. You have to, you have yeah. to play between reality, and, you know, in the dream world and stuff like that. So, I mean, we just need people that are up for the, you know, the task to do that. Yeah. So and you just but, got I just want the couple studios to get together and be like, all right, Craven estate, we're putting our money together. We're going to take this. And yeah. We're gonna no, take and, this. We're going to make it. Yeah. Make a movie, exactly. make a video game. You know, do those things. Have the uh, the original actors from different things come and voice characters in the video games. Yeah. Have new characters play as play as Freddy, play in story mode for you and like a couple of friends maybe or you know, play Friday the 13th style where there's a bunch of teens and one of you is yeah. Freddy and then you have like that kind of stuff. I feel yeah. like that be would cool. be so fun and you could do so much with that yeah um but yeah it all comes back to the craven estate if they don't yeah. budge i'm gonna start showing up at doors i'm gonna be yeah, like you might. hi i'm deandra you might as well I'm i mean gonna beg you <laughs> i mean the other thing too he was actually in um uh i figure which mortal Kombat game it was recently too oh yeah freddy krueger so like perfect yeah. fit for for mortal Kombat too as well like him, you know, obviously, if you follow more combat, the nether realm, mm-hmm. and uh, like it's, it's just he's just fit for the you know to do it. It's just it's just hard to pull it off for some reason. But um, I want to get into uh, five stars. How did that come about? Because that's uh, I was like, I see the trailer for it, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta watch this. And then obviously, obviously, I did watch it. Um, and it's literally five minutes too. It's five stars. Five. Yeah. It might be a little bit over five minutes, but five minutes, like two, five minute two watch. seconds or something. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's very entertaining. How did that? How did that come about? Thank you. Well, um, with the strikes, Jason, that's my boyfriend, and I were like, "How? What could we do that's going to be interesting?" And Jason had this great idea. He's like, "What if we got on a live?" And we asked the people who follow us and just like our group of friends, you know, come on and we'll all just start tossing out ideas. We'll make this together. So just the community of whoever was on the live was like, what about this? What about this? And we're like, ah, but what, what do you think? Who do you think should be the killer? How do you think this should play out? And so together going back and forth with this audience, we kind of came up with this concept for five stars, which was originally called Dash Slash. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I like I actually like that too. <laughs> we um so then Jason and I took the idea and like I wrote an outline of kind of how I thought it would go and then he massaged it and we he started laying out some of the shots and we were looking over it and talking about it together and we just wrote it out based on the conversation that we just had with everybody on the live stream. And uh, we decided to change it to five stars because we felt like Dash Slash was a little too corny for the the way that we took it. But it was interesting because my I like my original idea for the short was more like like typical little bit campy slasher yeah. maybe um, like maybe a totally killer approach or freaky because yes. I really like horror comedies especially the way that Blumhouse does them yeah um and his was a little more cerebral and so 
we went with five stars and we just kind of went back and forth. We're like, what should it say on the window at the end? Should it say thanks? And I'm like, no, it should say five stars. We're like, oh my God. And (laughs) so we just kind of went back and forth with all of that and shot it over two nights and Jason did all the editing. And it was really funny because as we were doing it, um, he would take a shot because it was just the two of us. So we're like, we hope we like got everything in focus. Like, how does it look? So he'd take it, he'd take the camera and he'd plug it into his computer and then he would be in costume, just looking at it, editing it as we're making it. (laughs) And then we would decide like, okay, we don't need to do that. Okay. I mean, we need, we need to put this in here. What, where should this go? And so we're, we're changing it and adding it as we're doing it over these two nights. I think we started from like, we filmed from like five, 7 PM to like, two in the morning on a Friday and Thursday night. And uh, yeah, he, he did such a good job with editing. I think he has such an eye because he watches a lot of filmmaking, like YouTube videos and equipment. So he's put a lot of thought into these. And then we invested in just this different kind of equipment, but he really is the master behind the cinematography and editing there. I was just mostly DP and I thought, okay, we'll make the girl the killer. Um, but because I also had to be the victim, he also had to play the killer most of the movie, yeah, except for yeah. like the ending or a couple of insert shots where it had to be close up on my eyes. So he was just a real trooper, just managing it. I mean, he really was the director of this project and I was just kind of going along with it. And we want to continue to do more shorts because we love creating and watching individual things. But yeah, it really just started by a community approach, which we loved because everybody had so many good ideas. So we want to keep doing stuff like that. Yeah. I was going to say he's definitely, he's definitely like an integral part of like um, what you do. You could definitely tell that uh, and watching that um, and all the, and pretty much all the stuff that you do, you could definitely, um, it, does he do a lot, all the, like the, the YouTube stuff as well? Um, yeah. He, okay. He's the, he's the editor. Um, for a lot of our shows, we'll come up with ideas or most of the lives I'll come up with ideas. Um, we just kind of go back and forth like a team. He does not feel as comfortable in front of the camera. He's very much a behind the scenes kind of guy, yeah. but that allows me to think about more of how I'm going to manage myself or manage a show or like the areas that I want to take it into. Yeah. Um, because if it wasn't for him, like we have sound blankets and like lights here and here and, um, I mean, all of this like visual stuff, the audio was all him. And so yeah. he is a huge part and we just riff off of each other. It really is a combination, but it's mostly horror, which is the area of my expertise. Yeah. Um, and so we have just this balance between the two of us. I might be in front. And so I like to try to have him and let people know that he's such an important part. But um, as for my social media stuff, it's mostly... That's mostly me, but our YouTube stuff is the two yeah. of us. Yeah, so I was saying, I obviously, you know, I wasn't going to overload myself too crazy, but I like went through, like, <laughs> I skimmed through all the 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 YouTube page and stuff like that, and seeing all the different um, like the shows and things like that. Do you plan on continuing any of those, like you know, like the like the coffee show that you have? Uh, <laughs> what else am I going? So the reading one was pretty. I didn't watch all the. You know every single chapter, but that, I thought that was an uh, awesome idea. Just you know, picking a book and then you know doing like kind of like an like an audio version of it or audio slash video version of it. Um, yeah. Are, are there plans to do more things like that? 
on that we page? We would love to. Um, we definitely do. The We have all these ideas of things that we want to delve more into, but we've just been like figuring out how we could do it because we're trying to respect the strike because so much of what yeah. I love yep. and everything is really close. I'm, I'm close with a lot of the actors from the Nightmare films, and so I, I want to respect them and show solidarity with them but there's like we have our snacks and scream show where i watch a horror movie that and just like review it but it's also like promoting and entertaining it and then pair it with a snack and the next one we're going to do is leprechaun 3 but we haven't like done it yet because we didn't want to like promote the movie too much or we want to do like list videos but we haven't done that because we're like we've we're like scared to like promote the movies directly and be yeah. like, go watch this. Um, and then there's a bunch of like, people always ask me to rank like the Freddy appearances or the nightmare movies, which I've never done publicly, but I'm going to do that after the strike ends. Um, and, but I want to start doing video essays too, because I love watching things like that and delving into, you know, what's going on in the horror community, what's yep. going on in the world of nightmare, um and and things like that so we plan to do more of that but we also get invited to do a lot of coverage events so we like to feature that as well and um so we're always just trying to find because our our mission is to make horror funner because yeah. horror is fun and there's a lot of things you could do but we always try to in, in, interject like our little quirky senses of humor and our unique like wherever we come from we also want to do more cosplay videos um because i love cosplay that's how i like the main thing that i started to do when i first got into creating things in horror so but it's just there's been like little bits here and there, but we haven't done like the big push yet because of the strikes. So we're just like, can we do this? Can we not do this? We could do a little bit of this, but let's not do it too much. So we definitely want to do more. We're just like nervous um, with all of that, but the coffee show, we have our next episode filmed and I, we've not said this out loud, but I'm going to tell you right now. um, I actually reviewed Lisa Wilcox's coffee with Lisa Wilcox here in the studio. Oh, so wow. I'm over here and she was here and we've just did like this riff back and forth and we reviewed the coffee and we talked a little bit about, we played a couple of games, but yeah. So, awesome. um, and there might be some chances in the future to do more stuff with Lisa. Cause Lisa actually does, she's a local, she's here in Vegas. Okay. And, um, we uh and there's some others like the nightmare cast comes through from time to time for like events and things so i might be doing some things with some other people in the near future but the coffee is definitely making a comeback and we want to do more shows involving the people who help to make the coffees so we'll see how that goes but yeah lisa wilcox is the first episode in the new installment of how we're doing spooky sips yeah, I always want to do something with like I love. I mean, I love coffee. Um, <laughs> and there's there's a uh, I, that's one of the things I kind of want to incorporate either that or or beer. But there's a lot of like type there's Ooh. a lot of like podcasts I do like you know you pick a beer and you know kind of like you know kind of like how you do with the snack like put the beer with the movie like how it interprets it and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. There's tons of different types of obviously like local breweries and things like that that do all these like obscure types of beers and stuff like that. So that's actually, you know, yeah. 
could do that because you're, but you're like, you know, you have your own unique spin. Yeah. True. Even if other people do it, you could still find it a way to make it you. Oh yeah, like I said, there's there's plenty of people that do like like for like what I'm doing now. There's plenty of people that do like interview type shows, but like like you said, mine mine's more of the, the mine's more of like a personal thing because it's like like you said, it's like people that I find interesting. I'm not sure if anyone else is, but I <laughs> I can, can kind of like gauge you know like the audience that we have for you know our base our core audience is gonna listen regardless. But like I think like you know something like this. Is is awesome because I get to you know reach out to the people that I find interesting and that I you know that I want to you know kind of like I said pick their brains and see like you know how you know how how this started like where they get the idea from all that type of stuff so I guess I could definitely you know think of doing something like that but I'll stick with this for now and then maybe branch off <laughs> yeah, into something yeah but, don't uh, overwhelm yourself <laughs> yeah no, definitely no I already do like I think I do three so I do this one and I do two other. Uh, podcast so I'm not yeah it's it's it, it gets a little <laughs> obviously it gets a little crazy just sitting down and you know talking for hours and hours but um <laughs> I want to I want to get into the name where'd the name come from oh yeah <laughs> sassy sledgehammer <laughs> yes <laughs> um so when I was thinking about well my usernames on everything used to be Nancy Thompson 1428 mm. but I was like well what if down the line I want to do other things, you know, because I like a lot of different things. So what's something that represents me, but also gives a nod back to Nancy and Nancy has her sledgehammer in the first movie. And I'm that's like, right. well, I think that that sledgehammer is so important. And I kind of want to have, you know, the couple of letters going together. So how do people sometimes describe me? Sassy. So I guess okay. sassy sledgehammer. I hope it works out. I really hope. You know, and I've been thankful because if I was still Nancy Thompson, fourteen twenty eight across everything, I'd be like, yeah. Ooh. And if I was D Laser, like, okay, yeah, people would remember the name, but I always get compliments on Sassy Sledgehammer, so I'm like, I feel, I feel pretty confident in that. So whenever somebody tries to ask me, like, what should I pick for my username, I'm like, well, you know, think down the line about, you know, what's important to you, and if you do well, you know, ten years from now. Is that yeah. name going to be important? Are you going to go from like, what was it? Lil Bow Wow to call himself <laughs> something else or Snoop Dogg to Snoop Lion, you know, something yeah. like that where you're going to want to change it because rebranding is never easy. Yes. So find a name that really you're cool with, whatever it's going to be. If it represents you, go with it. So yeah, yeah that's. That's how Sassy Sledgehammer came about. It has no, a little a, bit of Nancy, but it also has a little bit of yeah in it. Yeah, it's I like. A, it's I, I like it. It was like <laughs> it was something. Yeah, the uh, the captain part of it is that the your boyfriend, oh yeah. Right? So yeah, so when we decided to do the YouTube channel together, he on all of his social medias was like the captain something. Okay. Um, so he, now he's the camera captain, and I'm like, okay, the captain, and then. Sledgehammer be weird, but people usually call me sassy because it's the first part of sassy sledgehammer. Yeah. So I he just said, let's just combine it and just be Captain Sassy. And then we just went and mm -hmm. found like a little picture and used some Photoshop and created the little logo. And we've been talking about take like me actually creating a cosplay for Captain Sassy and like bringing her on YouTube or bringing her to shows Very and nice. doing something like that. It's almost like um, you know, like Joe Bob has his like cowboy thing or Elvira has her like yeah. sort of the dark outfit. 
And so just having this captain is just super weird, but I love dressing up. And and when you put on an outfit that's not you, you can yeah. like do something a little bit different or unique. And I just thought that that would be kind of cool. So I've been looking at captain costumes to bring her to life. Mm, all right. Yeah. Cause I yeah. thought, I thought it was like the captain power was based off of, uh, uh, Captain Spaulding from, uh, <laughs> from, from House of a Thousand Corpses and obviously, you know, the Three from Hell and Devil's Rejects and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> oh, but obviously now I know the uh, actual mm -hmm. thing. But yeah, that's that's that'd be actually pretty cool if you uh, like brought that character to life. Um, that's an element, obviously, that you can bring up um, that'll like obviously, you know, expand on on your brand and stuff like that. And I, I think that's one of the things I sent you was like, What's your what 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 are the do you have any like plans for for your brand and then you know everything as a whole like is there like I know like you said you you know you bring it back the series and stuff like that but is there more you know movies down the line is it you know is there an expansion are we are we looking to take it to take the same global and corporate what are we <laughs> what are we doing with that <laughs> that is such a good question because. You know, when I started doing this, I was like, my mission, everything is to bring Nancy to the people. And that was everything that I wanted. So I just talked about Nancy. And then after a while, you know, having people tell me like, oh, my God, you're the Nancy girl. I'm like, Swin did it, did it, got this, got that. Okay, we've got more Nancy in the world. I feel accomplished. Now it's like, what do we want to do? Do we want to make more movies? Which we do. Do we want to get into filmmaking? Like, are we going to, because that's why we also thought about Captain Sassy Media is that we would start also doing more films. So like, you know, helping be a production company of sorts. Um, but also, and this is where it gets really hard for me because I like watching all horror. People love it when I talk about Nightmare and obviously that's the number one. Th like I could talk for hours about that. I'm yeah. still learning about everything else, but I want to start branching out to do more coverage of like other things, but I'm not very good at interviewing people. I'm like not, I like, I like talking to people, but when it comes to like about movies, I'm like, um, that's not really my thing. Yeah. Cosplay, definitely. Um, fan culture you know, going to events and mm -hmm. featuring it or featuring somebody's story, even like, like doing this, but like making little documentaries about creators that I love or like yep. brands that are spooky that I love, or like we've got nightmare toys here in Las Vegas. Like let's talk about their story and do a little tour of it or something like that. Cause we already have a lot of people who do really good location tours and things like that. So trying to find the areas that make us happy and what we like to talk about so that we don't ever get bored with it, but um, also making it interesting. And since we have had a chance to do a lot of things and my life, I've gotten opportunities that not everybody has. Yeah. I'd like to give people a peek into that as well. So usually it's fun stuff and then just story-based kind of content to show people what else is out there in the world of horror or the things that we really like talking about. And I want to continue to showcase. Awesome. And of course, more nightmare as much oh, as yeah. possible. That's, that's always the, <laughs> that's, 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 that, that's the main goal there. That's obviously the main goal. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, what is, what are some other, you know, obviously, you know, we talked in, you know, we, we went, we went crazy with all this stuff, but what are some other, what are the other things you're, do you have any other interests 
Like, what are the, do you have, like, are you into sports? Are you into hunting, mm-hmm. hiking? Um, I don't know. Any, like, music? Do you sing? Are you a, uh, <laughs> like, is, I... are there any other things you love besides horror and stuff? Uh, yes. I, well, I love the Phantom of the Opera. that was a big thing when I was a kid I like don't do much with that but I love Phantom I am a huge classic rock and roll fan I also really like watching videos on like music and metal and things like that I have a smaller much smaller than this ACDC collection because they're my favorite band so I have my little lightning bolt here um so I know a lot about them have a lot like anything them I love I do like Disney a lot I liked the show Once Upon a Time a lot. Oh, I, I love that um, show. That was my so. If you ever search the Regina Mills on TikTok, you'll see how I started on TikTok, which was doing Regina Mills content, which was Ooh, going very, okay. very well for me in 2020. But then I was like, I was like, I want to grow out my hair. Yeah. And just different things. And I just stopped doing it. But I think I had like 222,000 people by the end of 2020. And I just wanted, Whoa. every time I'd create more more horror content, people would be like, where's Regina? So then I just created uh, Sassy Sledgehammer this year. And then occasionally would do Regina content. Um, so I did that for a while. I'm trying, trying to learn how to sew so that I can okay. make my own costumes. Because I love... Like I said, I love cosplay and there's like, I would love to make one of Regina's evil queen costumes from once upon a time or like redo my Nancy pajamas in a better Ah. quality, like material and make it as accurate as possible and um, do something like that. Make my own costumes, help other people because I'm such a sucker for accuracy that um, I feel like that would be the best avenue for me but it really is a lot of just like movies I want to I'm trying to continue to learn how to roller skate because people who roller skate just seems like so much fun um but yeah it's it's like bands and movies and goofy things and dressing up are like everything that I love to do I also really like eating food so I'm always down to eat you know (laughs) Or like travel somewhere, do something new. But yeah, that's that's most of, of what my life is. Because I've been thinking like, what other hobbies can I have? Mm-hmm. And like the things that I do professionally are also the things that are my hobbies. Yeah. So it just kind of like all, all melts together. But yeah, I love rock and roll. I like music. And I'm I'm trying to become a better cosplayer. Mm. I was going to say, you could definitely... Um reach out to about I'm, I'm pretty sure she'd help out her name uh, I think it said it before over the moon salt she does mm-hmm. like a lot of uh, cosplay she does she she does her own costume she stitches everything um hand stitches she doesn't do any um oh she's trying to learn how to do like the machine the sewing machine she knows she says she yeah. knows how to use it like a little bit but everything that you see if you go to her page is literally all hand stitch which is that's pretty amazing, amazing. um and like I said, we I had her on the uh, Halloween special that we did because, you know, she was a costume portion of it. So we talked to yeah. her about costumes and stuff. But, um, yeah, she does amazing work. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if you, like, DM her and ask her, like, you know, how to get started, she'll definitely help you out. She's, uh, I would she's love awesome. that. Yeah. You know Allison she, Tabitha? Have you followed her? 
I think she makes no. all her costumes and she does like makeup on her face to make her look like it's just just cosplayers are incredible. Like the first cosplayer I ever came across was in college and it was Yaya Han, whom I yes, still love. Yes, I, 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 follow, I follow her. Yeah. Oh, she was like one of the amazing. first ones I started following. Yes. Um, oh no, Allison Tabitha. Yeah, she, she, um, yeah, I followed her because of the, um, her Wonder Woman cosplay. Yes. She looked literally exactly like, um, uh, Gal Gadot. So I was like, I was like, is that her? And I was like, no, no, it isn't. It's, <laughs> it's someone else. Yeah. She's such a chameleon. It's she's amazing. amazing. Yeah, she's uh, like everything yeah. that people do now, like 3D printing. I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> like, that's such an art form. You look at these people who make these, like, because another thing that I love to do is watch YouTube videos that are just like San Diego Comic Con cosplay. Yeah. I love watching videos like that. And just, I love genetic cosplayers, people who look like the actors. I think that's so cool. You don't have to look like the actors to do a good job, but the people who really yeah. look like the actors, I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah. And then just just some of the really big costumes. And I just, I'm obsessed with cosplay. I I love it so much. It's inc it's incredible what people do and make with their hands. Yeah. Ah. I definitely want to have more, uh, like I said, over the moon. So I'll definitely want to get more uh, cosplayers and definitely like artists too, like... Uh... You know, there's a, there's a lot of artists that I follow, like comic book artists, you know, yes. painters. Do you and... follow Lee Howard on TikTok? Yes. He does. Yep. Well, he's one of my best friends. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. If you want him, I can definitely hook you both up because he is. Yeah, he's one of my best friends in the world. So lovely. That'd so happy awesome. he's had so much success. Yeah, I've had a couple. Uh, I've had a couple of. Uh, uh artists well one of the artists i had on which is he's he's a part of our uh podcast platform his name's uh his name's extra cooler on instagram but his actual name is nick's nick but he's called extra cooler because uh funny story you know the ecto cooler uh high c drink without yes. back in the day obviously they do like re remakes of it and stuff like that so he uh his uncle worked for high c um i think like in the 80s and he, his uncle was, uh, had the account, had the Ghostbusters account when the Ghostbusters movies was out. And he went to Nick when he was a kid and was like, hey, I have this account. They're looking, here's a list of names that they want to name this high C drink. What do you want to call it? Uh, what, what would you pick? And he's like, oh, I, I picked extra cooler. I thought that was pretty, or uh, ecto cooler. And uh, they, that's how that's how you get the. He's the reason for ecto. Yeah, he's and yeah. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even what know a cool that story. Yeah, when I was interviewing him, I was like, because obviously I I work with uh, with the Chick Foley show. We like he he did literally did all of our designs. He does like a lot of design work for like like a lot of like athletes and you know wrestlers and all that stuff. So like we're like kind of small time, but he's our friend and you know we we get a lot of like we bounce a lot of ideas off each other. So I had him on the show. And we're just talking and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like, extra cooler. Where'd you get that name? And he was like, oh, I was a fan of extra cooler. And he's like, I'm not sure if I said this um, in public. He was like, but my uncle was, uh, you know, he was like an advertiser. And he, he had the account for the Ghostbusters movie and blah, blah, blah. He's like, he gave me a list of names. And I was like, extra. And they actually gave him like a, I think it was like a year supply of like ecto cooler juice and stuff like they that. Should and I think him a life supply. Oh my yeah, you gosh. should. They, they should exactly. He's the one that brought the <laughs> brought the name to life. But yeah, so if you go literally to um, his baby, yeah. So you, literally, yeah. So if you go to his uh, page, extra cooler, 
I think uh, he has like a few animations where he has like the little like um, like the actual drink with the little straw sticking out of it. That was like his original logo logo at the I'm time. So but yeah, upset. kind of funny thing, right? Yeah. So like these are all like like I said, these are you know I, I'm I'm lucky to actually know him and actually he's actually working on my uh, we're working together oh my on God. my new uh, show logo and uh, lo- the logos that you see here in the corners. We're actually working on a, a redesign for both of those. So we're, we're actually working now, but yeah, he was the uh, macho man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I went on his profile. Yeah. He does. Macho uh, man he, is my favorite. He does a lot of caricatures. He does like, um, uh, he does like, he does it. He does a, He displays like a lot of work. So like if he does like commissions for people, he'll like display the commissions and stuff like that for them too. So, so he'd be another, cool. uh, he'd be another person to reach out to is, you know, if you want like a, a logo or, or some type of like uh, artist direction. Like I'm literally letting him have free reign because I have no idea what I want to do with these two logos. But he's <laughs> helped me out. But uh, anyway, I'm not sure how we got off on that tangent. But this is that awesome. Is so cool. I um, love this. I love yeah. fandoms, man. This is, People have this, such cool stories in this world. It's you know, it's uh, like I said, it's I you know, I, I spend a lot of time on TikTok and I spend a lot of time on Instagram. I fall not like not like my whole life is wasting on, but like I like to try to find like you know, you know, different, you know, things and people that I'm interested in and stuff like that. And like I said, you were one of them, um, that I that you came honored. across. I, I think you're the, probably like the last one I seen on TikTok that I like had interest in and actually like, you know, seeing if this person would actually like, you know, sit down and actually talk Because that's the other part of this show. I'm not sure if they're just going to be like, this dude's a creep or this, <laughs> this guy's a weirdo. I'm definitely not doing a show. Um, so, you know, the fear is that's what reach out and say, Hey, are you willing to do this or not or whatever? But I always, I always provide a link to the show so you can actually mm-hmm. go and, you know, listen to it if you haven't heard and stuff like that. But most people haven't, but like, you know, just doing, doing this type of things. And like you say, like you said, fan, a fan of fandoms. That's what I, I think that's kind of like what I am. I like, you know, I see, you know, people like live out their dreams online, um, do what they love. And then I, you know, I gain interest in it. And I go, maybe, you know, that person will sit down and talk to me and, you know, I can kind of like, you know, pick their brains and see where they, you know, see where they come from and how, how this came about, like how this, you know, obsession, if you want to call it, came about for them. This, this healthy obsession, as I call yeah. it. So, like That's I said, more of what I want to do too. Yeah. I want to do a, a series on the YouTube called, well, the working title is School Me. It's just yeah. where I get somebody who's a really big fan of something and they just yes. tell me like all the cool stuff that they know. And I'm yeah. like, Dude, because of course I know stuff about Nightmare. Someone will be like, so, someone in my comments was like, watch. They were saying something when I was talking about Night Nancy, like living yeah. on. They were like, no, watch the movies. I was like, Bitch, I could <laughs> school you on every single one. Oh, but exactly. like, there's always something new to learn. I mean, there's things, of course, I was, there's so much to learn out there, but like, Jiggy Saw Girl. Dude, I wouldn't just talk to her forever about everything she knows about Saw or, you know, they're, they're like Ryan C. Showers, what he knows about Scream. I want to watch, yeah. like, what people do you know about the movies that I don't? Like, tell me yeah. the most interesting facts in the world. Or like you were mentioning the t- a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles girl. Like, yeah. that is the coolest thing in the world. Tell me, tell me about, like, I freaking love people yeah. being passionate. When I was in college, I had I was a part of an organization. An anime club was in the desk next to me, and when I have office hours, I'd be like, "What's your favorite anime? Tell me about your cons. <laughs> Do you cosplay?" Like, and they invited me to their uh, end of the year anime party for anime club 
because I was just so interested in everything that they had to say. And like people make fun of people with fandoms, but you can yeah. do, if I was not a fan of nightmare in the way that I am, I would not be living where I am. I would not be yeah. talking to you. I wouldn't yep. know so many friends all over the world. Like making, being a fan of something has made me so globally aware of everything that's out there and whatever's possible. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do something or that you you know, what you're doing is small because it's yeah. not like, this is incredible, you know? Yeah. No, no, definitely. So, it, yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you like you said, you want to, you want to kind of connect with the people that are, you know, obviously, you know, you might have a different fandom of something, but it, all in all, you're, you're kind of like the same, you know, in the same realm. You're the, you're the same person. Yeah. You're, you're in this culture where it's either, you know, you're obsessing over one thing or collecting another thing, but at the same time, we're you know pretty much all a, like a niche group of you know people that can kind of connect on stuff. And like I said, this is one of the reasons why I love doing this is just reaching out to you know someone that I find interesting. Like I said, it's more of, of me like being more you know personal in, in a sense, but you know, and hoping other people you know like you know what I'm you know what I'm putting out there and presenting. Um, and that's that's how I want to connect with people is. Is that's if you know if you gain a friend through it, that's that's even better. Like I bet so many people from doing this show and the other shows that I do, like like people across the world, England, um, Australia, yeah. like all, like there's there's people that are like obviously they're not in the same time zone, but uh, we can we can communicate somehow on Facebook or yeah. Instagram and stuff like that. But um, and obviously across the country, everyone is on different time. Time zones. And then do do you introduced me to like other people that I'm going yeah. out there and I'm following. I mean, it's just yeah. it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. So it's, it's it. like I said, there's an interesting world of people out there that are, you know, in the, like I said, kind of like nerd culture, if you want to call it that, whether it be, like I said, with, you know, if you're into professional wrestling, if you're into horror, if you're into anime, cosplay, um, all these, all these people are interesting and they all, they all have these unique stories that I think need to be heard or should be heard um, that I think are interesting because um, that's one of the main reasons why, like I said, I do the show is to find out those stories and, you know, and uh, and learn more about people and kind of take those experiences that they tell me and kind of, you know, either use them in my life or kind of bring it to my next, my next interview and kind of use that as a, as a reference point, that type of thing. So, yeah, that's that's so cool. you know, enough about me. Um, but yeah, no, this is great. This is awesome. Uh, I don't want to hold you any longer. Um, or I would, but uh, there's so much. There's so many, so many other things I forgot to ask <laughs> you about that. Like that, that's that, and that's why I love doing the show is because it's not like there's no like complete format to it. It's more or less just like yeah. you know wherever the conversation goes is gonna go. But yeah, definitely, I would definitely love to have you back on again to you know ask you some more questions and deep dive a little bit more if. Uh, if you would be so kind to do so, but um, I yeah. would love that, you know, as the weird girl who's always felt like, like sometimes the odd one out or yeah. other people just to have people like the things that I put out into the world that are in my brain that I used to hide in the back of a closet. Cause I was afraid of anybody finding out or, yeah. you know, before the internet, even now people are still discovering people who have fandoms or interests just yeah. like, it's it's nice when you connect with people who connect with you and who you know 
new friends yeah, wherever yeah. we are. You know, it's amazing. Like I said, it's it's like I said, it's the uh, it's the it's the culture of like you know obsession that uh, that brings us all together pretty much. It's like, yeah. like I said, it's it's it, like you like I said, you could be following one thing on on Instagram or TikTok, but it will bring you to another another realm or yeah. something similar to to that. And, and and that's how you find people. That's how I like I said, that's how I found you. That's how I found you know my co-host uh, Sheena. You know, just you know following on Instagram and you know we linked up and. Now we're doing a show. I mean, we've been doing a show. It's like our five-year anniversary, <laughs> which is pretty insane. Oh, congrats. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, this is awesome. Uh, definitely thank you for being on the show. Thank you for, you know, taking the time to sit down and talk. And uh, we'll, we'll end it here, I think. Uh, actually, you know what? We won't end it here. I have, actually have a question. Oh, you know, oh, oh, oh. So I usually, um, so if it's, a, if it's a person that's into wrestling, I usually ask them like a wrestling-oriented question that kind of stumps them. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Nightmare on Elm Street. What is? Can you rank? I'm not going to say ten. Can you rank one to five? We'll start at five. Five to one. The Nightmare on Elm Street movies in the franchise. Ooh, rank my top five. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> okay. Well, it might be easier actually for me to go the other way. Okay, number one is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Okay. Hands down, my favorite. Then the first one, which okay. started it all. I'm going to go number three, because it really is a good story, even if I don't necessarily like how the ending panned out. Okay. I prefer the original ending. Um, I'm going to go number two, because number two is in my opinion, such a great, scary movie. Um, Jesse is a really good character. Mark Patton's a really good guy. Yeah. And I think it is the creepiest version of Freddy. And then number five, I'm going to say, is my comfort movie out of all the horror movies in the world is number four, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. I love Alice. I love Rick. I love the whole cast in that movie. It's just such a it's such a fun i don't want to say feel good movie but like yeah feel i feel good it's got a great soundtrack you know i That's love true. tuesday night as Kristen parker i don't care what anybody says i love her as Kristen. and so yeah i would say it would be it would be that it'd be the first it'd be your nightmare one three two four yeah so there's my I, top five I love three. I don't know if that's that's the one I've seen the most for some reason. I think that was I'm, I'm not sure if like it was on HBO at the time, like a lot, and that's the one I've always seen. Um, and that's that one's my favorite one. Obviously, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is in it as well, which is pretty cool. Larry um, and uh, <laughs> the other the other um, uh, just random another movie that I love. Uh, that's a horror movie, uh, or probably should say slasher movie. Um, Friday the 13th, part six, for some oh. odd reason. Don't know yes. why. I don't know why. What do why. you it's think I am, worst. a fart head? <laughs> yes. that's a good movie. Maybe that's, maybe that's why, because I was like just a kid in here and fart head is hilarious. <laughs> but like that movie, I don't know why that's my favorite. Uh, and they have actually, I actually want to pick up the, um, figure. The, uh, they actually have NECA makes oh, the, yeah. um, the different series figures, but they actually have. Uh, they did the uh, Friday the 13th 
part six uh, Jason figure. And they do, uh, they actually have Nightmare on Elm Street as well. That's what I was going to, that's another question I was going to ask you, but that'll be another one about the uh, the action figure uh, line. But anyway, we'll end it here. And um, <laughs> I'll, I'll have you on again and I'll ask you all the questions that I forgot. And uh, we'll, I will, um, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining well, me. Thanks, Marka. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye.